we got a pretty good show for you guys. Um, and by the way, I'm hoping my internet connection is finally good. So please let me know in the chat thread if we're good. I mean, it's looking like a lot better. Kind of a funny situation. I was using just my general Wi-Fi for my house. Clearly, it's been pretty bad. So um, some people talked about it. I, I, I think I found a way of getting around it now. So it looks like uh, so far it's uh, working a little bit better, which is good. What's up, guys? Hey, Aether. Hey, Francisco. And guys, we are 100% live as well, too. We probably should have mentioned that before. We are 110% live. So uh, you got us. Yes, so sir. I'm excited. So what we have planned for you guys um, uh, is talking about coaches' salaries and just going into that conversation. We also can talk about the matchup against um, the Dolphins if you guys want. If you guys want to look a little, you know, we James and I have been – well, actually, James, Kyle – and myself have been talking quite a bit about the matchup. So, you know, we can get into all that with you guys. So if you have questions, keep throwing them out there and we'll go from there. By the way, I love this hat too. This is seriously one of my favorite hats. I love it. Oh my God. I know. Then, I, I love this hat. I don't know. It's just like the OG nineties. It reminds yeah, me of uh, I love what, it. Uh, Christmas vacation when yeah. uh, he had that Chicago bears hat. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, yeah. He yeah. Up the lights. And he's like, you know, I'll show you where to stick it kind of thing, you know, kind of thing. And, <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. It's all like nineties. Uh, yeah. Hey man, I'm all about the hats, man. We, all every time it. after a game at SoFi, we always are like, Oh, let's go to the team store. Yeah. And like, yeah, look at that. He's got all those hats there. Hats I don't, right here I don't have my hats hanging up anywhere though. I got a ton of them. I know you got to get them. Hey, I'll bring this down too. These are little hat hangers. I'll bring these down. James, oh, when sick. I come down so you can That'd have, I think I got like uh, seven or eight left so you can hang up cool. your hats up there too. So yeah, I got a nice. few. I'll bring them down. I'll bring them down. Sick. So, sick. So you'll have some hat hangers. You can, you know, have them in the back there as well too. So a lot of fun. By the way, I was just going to throw out there. uh, This channel is all about family, trust, respect. Once again, last night, thank you very much, Rams. I appreciate it. Oh, thank thank God. Thank Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We'll talk about that later on in the show, by the way. We definitely will. And I'll tell you right now, it was so funny because James was talking about watching the game and I'm like, dude, I don't want to watch the Raiders at all, man. I'm like, like, I like this. This is what my face was watching it. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm angry watching this game. I hate oh. watching this freaking game. Oh, yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. And I'm just like, I just don't care. I don't care. You know, it, it, it just, it just don't even, I don't even want to deal with it. So anyway, it's kind of yeah. a funny story. So it was cool. bad. All right. So which article should we, we start on here, Jim? Well, let, let's kind of give what this idea of the show is all about. So we're going to talk NFL coaches' salaries because the reason why is that we've been chatting a lot about, you know, Sean Payton, even the name, you know, Jim Harbaugh has been thrown out there, which it sounds like he's going to stick with with uh, Michigan. But we're going to chat about kind of what their salaries are at right now or what we what is expected at a minimum, per se. And then uh, we'll kind of go from there and just chat about kind of comparing our coaches, coaching staff and what we are basically paying our coaches and even past coaches, too. So we'll talk about that right now. But if you want to just throw up that screen or if you want me to do it, because I don't want more technical difficulties here. So we're both sharing screens at the same time. So I have the links <laughs> up and everything, too. But okay, if you so want to do it, you run that. You run that. Go, go for all it. Right, go I'll for run it. that, too. So. All right. So. We're going to pull up right now, basically, kind of the who the highest paid coaches. Actually, let me go back to 2021, and I'm going to start 2020. I go 2022. So, in 2021, this is the top ten. This is from the goat, the goat, 103.3 FM. Yeah. So, ten highest paid in the NFL. Who do you think it's going to be, guys? You know, Bill Belichick. This is in 2020, not 2022. This donut ad right here is annoying me. All right. So you got basically Bill Belichick, four million is what he's getting paid. You got Pete Carroll, eleven million. You got John Gruden, who got fired midseason with basically what is a hundred and something million dollar guaranteed based contract or whatnot. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Dude's loving it, sitting at home, no big deal. Ten million a, a year, cool. Then you got number four here, Sean Payton, nine point eight million dollars. So I'm bringing that up as a point because are we willing to pay? nine million dollars for this guy are we are we willing to pay 9.8 million and mind you this is pre-inflation so pre-inflation yep inflation wise could jump that over to the 10 million dollar mark easily so are we willing to pay a coach that kind of money 
Don't know. Well, and on top of that, it's guaranteed money too, guys. That's exactly. that's the one thing, right? So one of the things a lot of a lot of people don't understand about the and again, I'm 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 happy to educate myself as well too. The podcast has been great because we're learning a lot more about all this. Is yep. that bottom line, this is guaranteed money. What's that dude's name that got fired for the um oh my god? Panthers. Uh, Matt Rule. Yeah, Panthers. Uh, yeah, Matt Rule. He's getting paid yep. nine million dollars a year sitting on his ass. Sitting on his ass. Crazy. You know, so it was guaranteed money. And and so that's part of the problem, I think, with paying coaches so much money is that it's guaranteed money, right? And yep. so with a player, you know, you, you sign an 80 some million dollar contract. Well, that's not guaranteed. It's that's if they go to the life of the actual uh you know contract, right? right. So so you so you have to kind of remember that when you start talking about coaches' salaries. So, anyways, you know, right. continue on with that for sure. And that's the thing. Like we we have to basically look at that and say, okay, hey, are we willing to pay something like this? And 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 we'll talk about the past too. Uh, which actually, if you want to, I could bring up the past and just kind of say what we kind of know about some of our coaches here. But I did want to just kind of rifle through John Harbaugh getting paid nine million, McVay eight point five million. This is in twenty twenty one before he buy he he. Signed his extension to putting Matt the highest paid coach in the league. Right. And then you got here's Matt Rule. He was number seven yep, at Rule. five million. And he would he loved that contract. And then you got Andy Reid at eight million, who was an absolute yeah. stud as a coach. Yep. And then Mike Tomlin, eight million, absolute stud as a coach, too. And then you got Bruce Arians, who is now out, but he was getting paid eight million by the Bucks. So the thing about it is, is we're just talking about nine point eight million plus for basically Sean Payton. This coaching staff is probably, and, and this ownership would shock me if we even did something like that. Yeah. That would probably yeah. mean he would be GM and head coach getting paid well over $10 million a year. Yeah, it'd have to be <laughs> like, $10 million. Yep. It has to be. It has to be at that point. So I think the one thing I could even jump over to is kind of give you guys some of the examples of past coaches here too that we've paid and what they were getting paid as a coach for the Chargers. So let's talk about that. So this is an article from the Baltimore Sun, and this is back in 2013, I believe it was. That far? Okay. Excuse me. 2015. Yep. And this is the – it's also referencing by uh, San Diego Union Tribune. It's kind of just a Google search on everything here. Basically, they're saying, hey, you know, is, is Mike McCoy being underpaid? I mean, he only really got us to the playoffs once. Um, had a lot of questionable years, qu questionable decisions, but first time head coach, top paid coaches made about seven to 8 million per year. This is back in 2015 or excuse me, 20, am I getting that date wrong? Why do I keep saying that? 2018, 2015, excuse me, uh, 2015. So back then it was seven to 8 million. And that was like Sean Payton. Once again, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Jeff Fisher, Andy Reed. And now we don't know what McCoy's salary is, but Ron Rivera is at 2.8 million per sports track. And at 3 million, McCoy's salary would be near or at top Norv Turner's pay level. So Norv Turner and McCoy were getting paid roughly about $3 million a season, give or take. So yeah. once again, that gap is pretty big here, guys, of going to get a top tier kind of head coach now. And that's going to be an interesting thing to see where this kind of lands if this is yeah. even discussion. Now, once again, we have five games ahead of us, and we still have a lot of season to be able to see where this all plays out. This game against the Dolphins is massive for us, which we will do a post-game or excuse me, a pre-game show on that probably tomorrow. Um, but would we be willing to pay that much money to a head coach? Recently, we have not got close to that figure by any means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's kind of a well, tough thing for me to think it's going to happen. But, you know, tell me your thoughts on that, Andy. Well, I, I think I think bottom line, the argument is you got to pay up for a good head coach right now. Yeah. So let's, let's let's go through like like the the head coaches now. And well, we can talk about uh, what's the guy's name at the Broncos? Why am I drawing a blank on his name? I keep thinking Hazlitt. It's not Hazlitt. Uh, uh, yeah. Hackett. Hackett. Hackett, Hackett. Hackett. There we go. So they're in, they're in a really weird situation, right, because they are paying um, Russell Wilson, so much money yep. and it's guaranteed money guys, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's so, so part of this conversation was really about having a discussion around financials, right? Because when you think about firing a head coach, there are implications to that. Again, they fired Matt rule. 
he's still getting paid $8 million a year. Yep. And then <laughs> just got another head coaching job in, in college yes. football too. So he's double yes. dipping, which is great. 100%. <laughs> so he, he's making, it, it's a guaranteed amount of money, right? So, yeah. so the problem, so the argument could be made, well, you kind of want to not pay your head coach as much money as possible because you could save, you know, those dollars. I mean, cause that's, that's essentially the revenue that the team is making. Yeah. Right. So, but you know, you bring in someone like a Sean Payton, he's going to want $10 million a year. Probably going to want a five or six year contract, maybe even a 10 year contract, right. Exactly. Which yep. is a blockbuster deal. So he's going to be our guy for 10 years. Yep. He will be our guy for 10 years. So yep. are we willing to commit to that? Cause that's what he's going to want. You and know, he wants to be the GM for 10 years too. So, right. You know, and, and the thing is, though, my hopes is, is with the Chargers and say in the last 10 years, just as an example, we've gone through three different coaches already in the last 10 years. And I would love to be able to see continuity at that position just because the yep. system needs to be able to find a way to stabilize. And we keep going from system to system to system. Think of Keenan Allen. He got drafted in 2013 in the amount of coaches that he had to go through during that time. Ton. Yeah, I mean. Ton. I know as a wide receiver, it's all just about routes and getting open somewhere or another. But at the same side, it sucks trying to have to learn lingo and all that stuff once again every single couple of years. And and it becomes a confusing process at that point. So I would like to be able to see it. And now, once again, if you do a big commitment like that, I mean, you got to make sure you got the right guy. As an example, once again, the Raiders with them bringing back the pass and bringing in John Gruden, giving him a fat contract and basically firing him after a couple of seasons. And so it can burn you in the end, but you would hope that you'd find that right guy. Now, Sean Payton was with the Saints for, what, 13, 14, 15-something years or whatnot. Yeah, right, long and time. He, he had success, but he has a lot of faults during that time. He really only had one Super Bowl, and that was it. And got to the playoffs multiple times, won, won a good amount of division championships and such too. But it is it is kind of tough to be able to – you know, know if he's going to have that same success over here in a completely different division with a division that's going to be competitive. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, no, and and this is a good point. I know, I know uh, our guy here. Um, let's see who talked about this specifically. Oh my God, why am I? Why am I? I'm, I'm looking at way too many comments here, guys. Uh, oh, Harbaugh. So people are talking about yep. Harbaugh. So let's pull up that article on Harbaugh real quick. And you know, yep. it does look like he's coming back. To Michigan, there we go. Right there, there yeah. we go. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was having a hard time finding that. Uh, you know, we got we're both messing around with this stuff here, so maybe I'm. <laughs> I'm like, we're making like, it harder on like, ourselves. Yeah, what am I doing here? You know, it's okay. Um, yeah, but look, I mean, the thing about Harbaugh, right? You know, uh, we could talk about him, right? He extends his contract. I mean, look at that. So, ask yourself this question, right? If you want to bring a guy in from college, there's some college head coaches that are making a ton of money. Yep. Like a freak. What well, how much is um uh the guy at Bama? Oh my god, why am I drawing? I'm I, my brain cannot work today. Yeah, that he's getting um, paid um I think nine million a year or something like that. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. A year. Uh, god, yeah, what is his uh, name? I'm uh, just drawing blanks. Bama so, Saban. Saban, Saban, yeah. yeah. Satan. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and again, guys, right? Like, think about that. You want to get Saban, right? You got to pay him more than nine million dollars a year, right? You know, why? Right. Why would you care to go to the pros if you're making nine million dollars a year to, to take right. a pay cut? You wouldn't do yeah. that, right? So, and again, and, and I think that's partially, you know, this conversation. I find this conversation interesting in that sense because we sit back all day and say, well, yeah, why wouldn't you? They're in the NFL. Doesn't matter, right? right. It's also, a, it's also a. a you got to pick up your family, move them somewhere else, deal with the pressure of being an NFL head coach. So yep. take a wild guess. Do you guys know how much money we're paying Brandon Staley? Do you know what his contract is? So in, in the chat below, before we reveal it, take a wild guess how much money we're paying Brandon Staley. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, guess. just to give just to give an idea of like when we started looking at the 10 highest yep. paid coaches in the league, you know, it's it's not and that's 2021. I, I still have to show you guys 2022. But yeah, right, just to give right. the example of what we're talking about, subject matter here with Jim Harbaugh and his new five-year 36.7 million dollar contract, which doesn't sound like a lot in the NFL world, but just to get an idea of what we're paying, you know, Brandon Staley, this is a big difference from what we're at. So his annual compensation goes up to seven million, a little bit over seven million, and then yeah. 2022 goes to 7.63 million. 
um, to basically in, in 2026. So it's basically a $3 million increase. What, I don't know why that says it. Oh, it starts at seven. Okay. So he goes from yeah, basically seven, like yeah. 4 million to basically 7 million. And then it keeps going upwards into 2026. Um, so yeah, he, he's basically getting paid pretty good. And that's kind of at that level of where those top 10 coaches are at. So you're starting to say that $7 million, $8 million range where it's like, you got, uh, Andy Reed, uh, you got, uh, Mike Tomlin. These guys are like top guys. I mean, even Matt rule was in there, which was really strange to even see a guy from college jumping over for sure or whatnot, but it's yep. going to cost a pretty penny to make that happen, guys. And and that's where if if history repeats itself, we like to find a guy that could actually be very um he got hot at the right time, and we're hoping for the best to give him a low contract that he's gonna be the next Bill Belichick, you know, kind of thing. And and that's kind of tough. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough to see. So but yeah, so so we we went through some numbers here, right? Okay, so we've got uh, all right. Here we go, and four point five, one million five hundred k in a bag of chips. <laughs> no sandwich included, and a drink. Where no was sandwich included. No sandwich. Not not even a Jimmy Jet. Not even a, a Jersey Mike <laughs> or any of that stuff. Oh, Guys, he getting man. paid a million dollars a year for four years. So four million total contract. Four million dollar and- total contract. We were digging around in that for a while, trying to figure that a out. And it seems like they were really trying to keep that quiet. And and yep. actually, just I'll show you guys here. Yeah, it was a little that, that tough was, to be able to even. Yep, go ahead. It, it's tough to be able to see something like that, thinking like, holy smokes, we're not paying this guy hardly anything. If we look at comparison of what coaches are getting paid right now in 2022, this is where we're at. Sean McVay, Bill Belichick, $12.5 million. Uh, Pete Carroll, 11 million, Shanahan, 9.5 million, Frank Wright, 9 million, John Harbaugh, 9 million, Matt Rule, 8.5 million. Matt Rule, like that guy, what did he win? Like, yeah, 10 games or basically that, like maybe if that, Mike Tomlin, who's an absolute stud, 8 million, that's a steal in my opinion. Uh, Andy Reid, 8 million, steal the amount of ASC West Championships and the playoff runs he's had, steal. Sean McDermott, 8 million, I think that's a steal. Ron Rivera, I've always been a big fan of him when he was like a linebacking Ron. coach yep. with us. Yep. Seven million. I think he's a good leader all around. Yeah, he's a good leader. Great leader. Nick Sirianni is killing it right now. Like six and seven million. Cliff Kingsbury, five point five. LaFleur, yep. five, five million. Salah, five million. Zach Taylor, steal, four point five million. That's a steal. Because the way that he's making the Bengals play and be relevant, big, big. And once again, he had a rocky, rocky start to his first two seasons so look at where he's at now look at me now and then uh, look at me mike now. McCarthy, yeah <laughs> mike mccarthy four million hackett four million stefanski yeah. 3.5 unknown coaches rabel we don't know brandon staley we don't know we dug around this forever it's forever four years best we could find million dollar best we could find yep yep crazy crazy right yeah right right moses i mean Pay me a half mil, I could probably get the same result for sure. <laughs> but it, it's it's just very tough to see see and look at this and think, are we willing to? History tells us even Marty Schottenheimer's contracts were really low too. I think yeah. he was only getting paid three to four million. And mind you, that's mid two thousands, different time, different inflation values. Dollar was different at that point. He wasn't getting paid a ton of money to be a head coach for us, which was some of our most successful years in the 2000s. Right, right. And history repeats itself. These owners, in my opinion, are why we're a little cheap here all around. And so, yeah, yeah. It's it's guys, and we bring this up because everyone keeps talking about Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Sean Payton. We have never paid our coaches a lot of money. We never have. Now, the argument is this. So I'm going to pose the question to you guys. Is Sean Payton 10 times better than Brandon Staley as a head coach? Because that's ultimately what you're saying if you hire him as a head coach, paying him $10 million a year. Again, money talk and bullshit walks. We all know that, right? And at the end of the day, if you hire someone like a Sean Payton, pay him $10 million a year, is he 10 times better than Brandon Staley? So what do you guys think? Okay, Aether, we got no. No, Mark, 
No. No. <clears throat> yeah, it's no. uh Aether is Aether is very, very much saying no on this situation. Which <laughs> exactly, I get it. Sure. I mean, yeah. the thing about it is, guys, like we're not sitting yeah. here saying we need to get rid of Brandon Staley. I think no. Brandon Staley's a good coach and I, I like him coach. a lot. Now, I will give you guys some observations from last night's game to basically like what we've done as a team, as a fan of the Chargers here. So, um, so Toby, hey, actually, can you repeat the question, Andy? I know Toby wanted Yeah, the to question was essentially, do you think Sean Payton is 10 times better than Brandon Staley? Because Brandon Staley is getting paid $1 million a year. Yep. But Sean Payton would at least have to be paid $10 million per year. Ten million dollars, ten times, ten more. times. So, so if if you were to make the argument dollar wise comparison, is is he ten times better than Brandon Staley? Yeah. So, it's... so I I guess the conversation is okay. So yeah, and say oh hell yes for a Super Bowl win. Now, now look at the end of the day. Yep. That's that's where the conversation comes into play, right? One hundred percent. Now, and, and, and guys, there is so much I could show you guys on just our play calling. And I'm, I'm going to fiddle around with this a little more. I, I will do a whole series around breaking down plays and this is what we did. I've got to get, I've got to get a platform to make that work, but it, you know, my opinion and James, you, you let me know what you think. My opinion is keep Brandon Sale as a head coach, but get a new offensive coordinator. Yep. That's what I, I think. Yep. Um, now I agree. I, I just don't know. Because you have to remember, an offensive coordinator is not going to get paid as much as the head coach or close mm -hmm. to. That's why they leave to head coaching positions, right? But what, what we need to do is install an offense that utilizes our players correctly. I'm, I'm, I don't want to go too deep into this. And if you watch my video from yesterday, I talk quite a bit about this. Yeah. But the problem is we're running extremely base offense. I mean, I'm talking Madden 101 bullshit, right? Like <laughs> nothing interesting. Yeah. it's not it's not if you break it down everyone that talks about the chargers always say this yep. dude lombardi is running the weakest crap you could run right so you just need to get a guy to scheme people open that's very different right i, I keep and I'll, I'll give you i'll pass the time to you james for a second but i keep coming back to the game that james and i all the boat bros were at we're in arizona remember the two-point conversion we did yep the two-point conversion you had you had allen and then you had Everett. They ran the same route, guys. It was They went to the right, and then they went to the left. Yep. The cool thing about that is it immediately made them double-team Allen on the slant up the middle. Right. But Everett was trailing, and he was just left completely open. Yep. Right. So they had to make a choice. That's called scheming one of those two people open. Yep. Which it, it, the, the point is you can't cover everybody at one given moment. They had to make a decision. But the argument, bottom line, is that Lombardi does not scheme people open with his play calling. Yep. He's essentially saying, all right, I'm going to run base offense, but my guy's going to beat your guy. Yep. Problem is you can double team your best guys, take them completely off the field, and that's what that's what teams are doing against us. So, anyways, yep. I said a lot. James, what do you think? Yeah, and that's the thing. We, we aren't doing enough of that, in my opinion, to help, yep. help the wide receiver – get open somewhere or another. And that's the idea of an offensive coordinator, in my opinion. The offensive coordinator needs to find a way to be able to get the guy that's open. And that's what Justin Herbert needs to read. You know, and I was going to go yep. a little bit more, and I'm going to talk a little bit about scheming, which I sent a video to you either this morning or it was late last night, that pro football talk with Chris Sims uh, yep. and the play that he dissected. So the thing about Brandon Staley, in my opinion, is that we have to think about the job that he's doing right now. You know, it's not pretty in, in two years, bottom line. Um, last week's loss, dude, still bothers me to this day. And, you know, Brandon Staley's been, un as a positive, Brandon Staley has only been under 500 once in the first two years of coaching. Yeah. Now, once again, it's to be determined on what's going to happen this weekend still. But with all of these injuries, it still does show good coaching to be able to be a six-win team and still be in it. Because tell me another coach that could go through all of these issues and be successful. Like even to say the Rams. The Rams have gone through a ton, by the way. They've gone through, you know, Stafford's gone, Cup is gone, Allen is gone, uh, Donald. Um, Aaron Donald's Aaron out. Donald has been out yep. too. Jalen Ramsey's I mean, still out there though. Yep. Yeah, Ramsey's still out there doing his thing. But I remember they showed like a 
it was like a graph or something like that of like all the players that were Super Bowl players last year and where are they at now? And they only had like five of the players from last year's squad that have actually played every single game this year. And nope. it was out of like 12 or 13 players or something like that. It's hard when there's a lot of loss like that, guys. And and to be able to have continuity and to be able to have a good, strong product out there. So yep. with all this, guys, going back to that play calling conversation with that fourth and 12 play last week where it eventually was a bomb to Allen. All four receivers on that were just curl routes, get to the get to the first down marker, and that's it. Going back to Andy's point, dude, that's just just barely trying to get a first get down. Get the first down. Yep. Yep. And it's relying on the cornerback safety or whoever's covering who to be able to, you know, not be in right position, to be able to just fall into the 12 yard or get the 12 yep. yards and get that first down. Like that's just trying to get just this much not try to get a full rip kind of play. Now, shout out to Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen making, you know, yeah. diamonds out of a play that was terrible by any means. Yeah. Which, yep. shout out once again, Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen for making this offense look somewhat competent in a way. Presentable. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible to yeah. watch. Like, when I watched that breakdown, I was like, dude, this guy's got to go. Like I could have made a million times better call. Yeah. Yep. Than that. Than that. That Joe Schmo. You know. Yeah. So. So. And. 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 You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And we could break it down in so many different ways, right? And. And again, you're playing for the ten yards we need for first down. You're playing for the five yards we need for first down. Don't do that. Just get as much as you possibly can. What is the Please. defense? See, you're playing for what you need not for what you can get. In my opinion, my point is, why not just see what the defense is running and saying, hey, I'm going to go for 15 yards. I yards because they're running this type of defense. And yep. what's up, Hogwatch? Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Hey, by the what's way, up, Hogwatch? James and I are hey. fans. Too. I've been watching you quite a bit. Wild, right? Wild to watch. Wild to watch. All Xander, we got going on with the Padres. <laughs> yeah, super exciting. Hey, um, so uh, Aether, there's a couple of thoughts, guys. This is the question part of the thing. I would, uh oh, he's how many, how many Super Bowls has he won? Now? Uh, you're you're clicking out. Which which person are you talking about? Uh oh, I don't know what he was going with there, but um, Peyton's only won one Super Bowl basically. So, and then yeah, and the thing about it is with Aether talking about that. Let's say the Super Bowl, if they do win one for us, which to be honest would be magical to be able to watch. Uh, Peyton win one for us. Um, but then five years later, we lose it because he got caught with scandals and everything like that. Man, you know, that would be a wild thing to see. You know, I think you might be back, Andy, now. I don't know, because you were kind of clicking in and out there. Yeah, there we second. go. That, that's really odd. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Peyton's only won one, but that, that would burn. That would burn to be able to see something like that. Now, I don't know of any history of that's happened. I mean, just to go back to baseball. Houston Astros got caught cheating. They still kept a World Series out of it. Um, yep. I don't know if I've seen anything like that in the Super Bowl era um, or not, but man, I just, you know, I, I don't want us to be the Raiders. I don't want us to be known as cheaters. I don't want us to know be known as the Patriots. But then again, the Patriots have won a lot of Super Bowls, and they've probably found ways to be able to get a leg up in a game or something like Big that. Time. Big time. So, Big time. Yeah, and, and um, you know, there's a lot to be said about that, right? Um and, and Zach, this is a good point, right? So Lombardi does not run exactly what Peyton ran. Now, again, the argument is always that, well, we'll just say it this way. The reason why Brandon Staley hired Lombardi was he knew Lombardi, but he also understood the Saints offense, right? Now, he still runs whatever he wants to run and takes yep. out specifically whatever concepts he wanted to run out of that specific playbook. And then builds an offense around it, right? So no matter what, every offensive coordinator is going to run with that, whatever they're going to specifically think is best for the team. Right. Again, my argument is always that, you know, Lombardi is not scheming people open or making plays so simple. Because what James has just outlined is that Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen had to make that play work, right? Yep. Yes, Lombardi made a call, but that call did not work. Then they had to do backyard football and – make that play work 
that's hard to do, right? That you can't make that work all the time. I think that's why we have so many three and outs and we have these problems because a lot of play calling is just very much just move the sticks, move the sticks right. instead of just sticking a dagger down their throat and just killing them and just moving the ball forward. We're still trying to get 10 yards when we need 10 yards for first down. Yeah. Who cares? Just get 15 yards, get 20 yards, get as much as you possibly can instead of trying to, you know, get to the sticks. That's yep. my argument, 100. percent So, so I get a little fr- get a little frustrated. It, it's it's super frustrating to watch, and we all know that. And and the thing is, though, Herbert's making basically this offense look somewhat competent, in my opinion. I mean, yep. the amount of what what did I send over to you guys? I think it was something that Justin Herbert has no top 30 wide receiver in the league right now, but he's also third or fourth in the league in like passing yards this year. The guy's making whatever happened at this point. And so it's pretty incredible to see what Justin Herbert's doing. And we, we love watching this guy play. And, you know, I was going to bring up something about the play calling aspect of things. Uh, Vance Joseph was chatting about the offensive play calling for the Patriots. And he says, this is what he says. I see an offense that's running the football. Well, it's a very conservative pass game, lots of screens, all kinds of screens. It's how a defensive guy would call offensive plays. Let's just not turn the ball over. Let's get four yards of play and let's try to burn the clock. So as a defensive coordinator, looking at an offensive guy, that's a defensive player or coach in the past, it's almost exactly like, yep, that's it. There you go. That's yeah, it. Right I don't know if really see that or not. But. Actually, I could probably pull it up here. Let me email it to myself and then I'll pull it up so I, we can show everybody. Because this, this is actually right. really good. This, this is a really cool um, – it, it's cool. It's, it's, good, it's good to look at. It is. It is a really good okay. thing. But basically what I'm saying is that Lombardi's kind of running this offense very similarly. Lots of screens, a lot of dump-offs. Yep. A little bit of curl routes, nothing of like trying to get yards after catch, nothing trying to set up a wide receiver to be wide open in a situation. It's more just like, let's just try to not throw the interception or have a fumble or anything like that. Let's just be conservative this entire time. And I get it and understand that. We don't want a quarterback. We don't want a Jameis Winston throwing 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. That's yep. frustrating in itself. But the thing about it is, is that we do need to stop playing small ball. We're almost playing like a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays. It's very, very frustrating to watch. And so we all know that. I mean, I feel like we're beating a dead horse here and everything, just talking about that. But I'm just saying you have a defensive coordinator saying this guy's playing, making play calls just like a defensive coordinator would. Um, But he's an offensive coordinator at this moment. Brandon Staley's a defensive coordinator, by the way. So maybe he's kind of thinking that same way. Yes, he's an offensive player in college, but at the same side, he's a defensive coordinator that's running the show. 100%. So maybe he's just thinking of it as a defensive coordinator. So maybe there is a little bit of fault on Brandon Staley's shoulders for that too. Um, I was going to bring one little point about last night's game. And we, we're talking about coaching issues here a ton, so it's kind of on topic here. But the example of the Rams beating the Raiders last night, they were down, what was it, 16-3? to with uh, four minutes left in the game, four minutes left in the game, you think that's a wrap, right? Like you think it's totally done at that point. What did they do? They found a way basically to win 17-16. What's impressive about it is they they had Baker Mayfield starting that game, who's been in the building for 48 hours, 48 hours, and found a way to be able to have an impressive way to basically win a game and go 98 yards to get a scoring touchdown. By the way, shout out to speed bump. He got them a nice 15 yard penalty (laughs) to keep that drive going off of a stupid (laughs) penalty. So we've seen that before guys, you know, (laughs) back at it boys. Um, And so there's a thing about that, that you think you got a guy prepped in 48 hours to start a game on a Thursday night to be able to go out and do what he did. And guess what? If you watch that last drive, they won it. It was about a minute 46, I think, in this in the fourth quarter. They did it by throwing the ball downfield, throwing the ball downfield, like long plays. He, I'm a big crit- critic of, of uh, Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback by any means, but he played last night. I think this was all purely based upon coaching last night. And that's why you pay a coach big money to be able to do things like that. 
wouldn't be wild to see if the, the Rams find a way to be able to win the next four games. Mind you, one of them is against us. All right, three games against us, and, or three games for the rest of the year. And they kind of show that Baker's got this skill set that's actually pretty solid for him. So I don't know. All around, to me, that game was won because of coaching. They coached up their players. They coached up a guy that's been in there for 48 hours and made it happen. Crazy. Crazy to see that. We have a guy that's a generational talent in Justin Herbert, just like the, the graphic that Andy showed there, too. He is doing amazing things without a top 30 wide receiver. Josh Palmer is our top wide receiver right now. And he's like, what, 33, 35 or something yeah. like that? Crazy. You know, crazy. Not, not even in the building at this point, right? Yeah. And, and so – I remember, I remember some of the Ray Turd fans, you know, they were totally trolling us. And by the way, thank, thank you, Ray Turd fans, for just, you know, trolling us like crazy. We got all these views on our videos, which is hilarious. I'm like, great, whatever. I don't cool. care. Thank you. But my, but my point is they kept saying, oh, yeah, Joe Burrow's a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. I said, look, dude, bro, that's, it's not even a conversation. Yeah. Herbert's a way better quarterback. Burrow has a better team around him. Herbert has nobody at this point, right? And yeah. I guess that's the argument that I sit back and keep asking myself. Okay, when when I think about Justin Herbert, he's a generational talent. He's fantastic. Yep. But the but problem I'm... is we are holding him back. That's been my argument 110%. And again, yep. so I ask myself this question. Is that a Lombardi problem or is that a Brandon Staley problem? Because I'm starting to see Brandon Staley still get more involved in the offensive play calling. He has been recently. I've noticed that quite a bit. He'll pull, you know, Herbert aside, okay, let's do this play, whatever, right? You can clearly see they're talking about a specific play. Um, but, it's, again, I still think it's Lombardi because we're running such base offense, such base offense. And, and again, I've consistently talked about running, why not do a two-running back set? I would love to see. And then somebody talked specifically about Xander Horvath um, way yeah. up in the top here. Yeah, yeah. Why isn't Xander and um, – and um, what's it called? Uh, uh, you know, Eckler out there, right? It, it, all you got to do, real simple, just run both to the side, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, the linebacker, there's usually one linebacker that's spying the running back and the quarterback, usually, yep. in yep. most cases. Their job is to not let that person run. Yep. But the problem is, we're not even doing that. I mean, that's an easy matchup. If we're going to go with the check down, why not have two running backs, yep. right? If, if the check down is what we're doing, let's do that. The problem, though, also is that our offense is specifically focused on beating the guy in front of you. When, when you talked about offensively how we did those core routes for that fourth and long, and then Allen got the touchdown yeah. from – it's literally spread the field out and then run curls and which guy is open. That's, That's And then is. Herbert has to make that decision. Yep. The problem is, is that is that is offense 101. I mean, that that is, that is shit you learn in high school, 100%. right? Why are we doing that, right? That's not yep. the point. Scheme yep. people open. It's not that difficult to – Oh God. It's just, I could talk about this forever. Bunch formations, right? You got the, you got the two wide receiver or the three wide receiver bunches, right? The two in the front, one in the back or however, how you want to organize it. Yep. Very simply one guy go this way. The other, the back guy goes that way. Or one guy steps back, you run a screen, lots yep. of options out of that bunch. That's an easy way of scheming somebody open and there's no motion. There's no rubs. Yeah. Peyton Manning lived on that, especially yep. in the goal line where he'd have a rub two two wide receivers and they cross the defensive exactly. backs have to choose where you're going to go. And again, you only need a split second in the NFL. Yep. We're not doing any of that. And that just takes pressure off of Justin Herbert. Yep. That's my point. Make it easy. Right now what we're doing is we're making him do it all. Yeah. That's my point. Exactly. And and that's a hard thing to see because it's a, as a fan here, you know, I'm not a coach by any means. I'm a I I'm I coach from the couch basically. Um, but but it's it's something that like why are you not doing things to help out justin and why are you not doing things to help out the wide receivers why are you not just making it confusing for um you know the defense to make it harder on themselves like for instance like why aren't we shifting around a lot more linemen to be able to put them into a position where like trent williams in the in the niners where they would roll them out to be able to be like the lead blocker on like a run or something like that Yo, nobody's going to take that dude out. He's 330 or whatever he is. Massive guy. Put a lead blocker as like an uh, as a an offensive lineman in somewhere or another. I feel like we're just playing so much of, well, we got five guys. You you get this one guy here, you get that guy, you get that guy, you get that guy, you get that guy, you get that guy. And it's just like 
well, hopefully there's going to be a hole somewhere in there kind of thing. Yes. It's like yes. nothing inventive at all. And yep. that's what's frustrating about all this here. But all around, they're, going back to the Rams, there was a coaching you know, difference of that team. Because, yes, they're a worse record than us. But at the same side, they got a guy 48 hours ago to get a game-winning drive and beat the Raiders. Oh, and they're just about as injured <laughs> as us, if not worse. That's what's frustrating to me about this whole thing. That's yeah. what's frustrating about yeah. me. And either well, way, sorry, yeah, guys. There, this, is, this becomes a there, there, There's podcast. a lot to discuss about that. There's a lot to discuss about that for sure. Okay, let, let's let's go through this. This this is a good point. I want to talk about this. Yep. That's fair. Burrow wins big games. Again, he does beat the Chiefs. Yep. Now, again, the argument can be made that he has Jamar Chase. He has a lot more players around him. And he has an offensive line that this year has kept him pretty clean for the most part from what yep. I could tell. And right, recently, Justin Herbert's getting dry humped up and down the field, you know, yeah. not having Corbin yeah. Lindsley out there. Yep. Beck, it was funny. I was watching Chargers Weekly just before we jumped on the call, and they were talking specifically about Corey Lindsay probably playing, thank God, this week, mm -hmm. right? Will Clapp did some good things, but he also did some really bad things. But my point is, um, you know, you know, they get it done when it matters regardless of circumstances. I agree. But you have to also remember, too, play calling is better with those teams than with the Chargers. That's my only argument, that – when you're running a vanilla offense in the NFL, it's a problem. You're not scheming people open. And I remember specifically Mahomes talking about that, how Andy Reid does a good job of scheming people open. When, what game did he talk about that on? Was that was that the Charger game? I can't remember. It was either the post game with the Chargers or the game before that. I can't remember. But he kept saying, he's like, oh, Andy Reid does a great job. The whole point, it's kind of like playing chess, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? If you're running the same plays out of the same formation, guess what? You become predictable. Yep. But the argument is, why don't you run different plays out of the same formation? Then you become less predictable. Yep. Problem with Lombardi is he's running the same damn plays. Well, he may flip it. He may say, okay, we'll flip it. Alan, you're on this side instead of this side, but you're still running the same damn route, which is a curl route or something in the flat. Again, it's, it's the NFL has become so simple for them to scheme against us defensively. And that is a problem. Because Lombardi, I just I, I still feel like he's playing a game of Madden where he's like, oh, yep. this play works every time. I'm just going to run the same damn play every time. Well, sure, that works in Madden, but not in the NFL. So, anyways, 100%. that's that'd be my take on it. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's super frustrating, man. And uh, you know, it's even Mark's Maddox Matlocks over here saying Herbert's <laughs> pressured about 2.2 seconds per pass attempt, worse than the NFL, and it's only gotten worse in the last couple weeks too. I mean, I think he's given up yep. 13 something sacks in the last three weeks or something like that, which is abysmal to be able to hear almost five sacks a game. Um, it yeah, might be three Chandler games. Jones who had nothing all season. Yeah. Not Crazy. a single one all Crazy. season. Yep. So it's, it's frustrating to be able to watch that. Now, once again, I'll combat that and say Herbert is one of the best out of the pocket. Absolutely the best in the pocket. And he actually ranks Fantastic. as I believe number one in, the NFL right now, just rolling him out of the pocket. When he is out of the pocket, he is magical. Just to give that fourth and 12 play against against the Raiders again, that was out of yep. the pocket. He made he made it happen. And run some more play actions. Just get him out of the dang pocket. And that's what you should be doing as an offensive coordinator, in my opinion. If your line sucks, get your quarterback out of the pocket. That's simple. In my, once again, I'm not an offensive coordinator or anything by any means, but if I know my line's junk, I'm going to get my quarterback out of the pocket as quickly as you possibly can. Like every time, pretty much. Let's do it. Uh, but it's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to watch here, man. Well, and and not only that, right? Like we're not we're not even when you say moving the pocket, right? We're not doing shifts to the right or the left or anything. Mm -hmm. We're not shifting the line. Nothing. We're not doing anything inventive, right? It yep. it is straight up block forward and that's it. Yep. And that's partially the Saints offense to some degree because I remember when when um Drew Brees was there. They, that's pretty much what they did. They didn't really move the pocket a ton. It was always north and south going vertical. And I kind of get that, right? But we don't have a vertical guy anymore. We don't have Jalen Guyton that can run run down, take the safety to the right, and then have a guy open up in the middle. We don't have that anymore. So my point is you need to find an offensive coordinator that's going to tailor a system around Justin Herbert. I feel like Lombardi is consistently just – saying, okay, this is what we're doing, figure it out. Well, that doesn't work that way, right? And yes, he's figuring it out at times, 
with that scramble play to Allen, got that touchdown. But other, other than that, it's big, big point. Um, okay, so this, this is a good point. So, guys, throw your questions out as well, too. Um, Zach, I think the one easy pick, the one easy pick, and guys, who do you think we should hire as an offensive coordinator if we fire Lombardi? By the way, I swear to God, if we don't fire Lombardi, I'm going to be so pissed. I, and, I don't want to go guys, to third season with this guy. Like, no, I, I do not. Third season. I cannot nope. do it. Yep. It, and it's, it's frustrating because I, I feel like Staley is so set on having his guys that he, that he yeah. started this thing with. Right. Um, Look, the easiest choice to me would be Shane Day. Shane Day knows the Niners offense. He came from the Niners. He, he gets it. The thing about the Niners offense that I like, and this is what you're seeing is happening at the Dolphins specifically, is that they're basically making – they know how to make a system around a specific player, right? That works very well. Look at how Tua is looking so much better this year. Uh, you, you showed Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is getting paid, what, $9 million a year, $8.5 million a year, something like that. Pete Carroll, look at how good – uh Geno Smith is looking this year as a as a as a quarterback. Yeah. It was ranked the worst quarterback in the league by the athletic Look before the season that. started. Yeah. How the hell is he there? Yeah. Well, that's coaching, right? Yep. That's my point. Right? So again, you're not gonna get Pete Carroll, you're not gonna get those guys, right? But find somebody that would sit down with Herbert and develop and tailor an offensive scheme that yeah. works for him. Great. I feel like Lombardi keeps thinking, okay. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. Well, the problem is he's it's not that he's not figuring it out. You're calling plays that are extremely predictable and yeah. making it difficult for him to do his job. Yep. At some point, the coach has to make it easier for the quarterback to make simple plays and get in a rhythm and move down the field. Yep. That is not happening. So Shane Day would be an easy choice. Yep. Um, uh, you know, I, I I just I can name a number of other people. I don't know. Who who are your thoughts here, James? Well, Frank Wright is one that I've chatted about too. Um, Shane, um, oh my gosh, my why do you why do you Shane 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 Steichen 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 Steichen? Yep, yeah, he's been kind of a guy that I've thought about too, which is I believe with the Eagles right now. Um, you know, that's that's the thing that I I, I think we'll probably end up keeping in house candidates uh, more than anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just because that's kind of trying to keep a continuity, um, you know, for an offense per se, if we even really have a good offense intact. Now, it's to me, it's just about just trying to have a different mind, more or less. And that's when we chatted a lot about get Shane Day in there as the offensive coordinator, just as, you know, uh, you know, different mind with the same offense. That's all we really want. And that's all we really need to get. So. I will, we'll see how that goes. I mean, now once again, we're going to be dealing with them for another five day or five games here. And, you know, hopefully they could step up. I mean, the thing about it is, is we, we're only one game back here, guys. And guess what? The Jets get to play the Bills this weekend, by the way, too. Um, The Patriots are playing the Cardinals here in Arizona. We'll see what happens there. They have a bye week to basically, you know, get things going. Um, So, Hey, you never know, guys. I think it's silly how people do- talk about that we don't have a chance for playoffs. I get it. Our product on the field is a little tough right now. But going back to the stat, Brandon Staley has only been under a 500 once in his career, and it was only for once one week. So yep. he finds ways to keep things going. He doesn't want to ever go under 500. So I don't yeah, want to go yeah. another 9-8 and eight season either, but I, I would love to yeah. be able to see a 10-7 and seven, uh, season for him. Well, again, so so one of the things that Charles Wiggly brought up that I thought was great, and Chris Hayre brought this oh. up, he specifically said this, hey, look, and again, I, have, I haven't seen the full episode, but what he came out and said was like, look, at the end of the day, this is great for us. You know why yep. this is great for us right now? We have two playoff games right now. Yep. Now, yep. We, we can argue all day they're not playoff games, and you're right, they're not playoff games specifically, but if we think we're a playoff team, we got two playoff teams that are going to make the playoffs right now, we got to go out and prove to them and the league that yep. we deserve to be in, into the tournament. Hundred percent. We're gonna play the we're gonna play the fish and then we're gonna play the Titans, right? And so yep. great, can we do it? Nah. My prediction would be this: if we don't win both games, then we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. We just don't. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And again, that that may sound harsh to say, but if we don't win both games and or, or at least one, or at least split, at least split. Yeah. You know, we take one. You know. So this is good for us. Guys, on a positive note, this is very good for us because then we have to sit back and think, okay, we, we split these games. Let's say we beat the Fish and then we lose to the Titans or we lose to the Fish then beat the Titans. 
well, we can beat a playoff team because this season we have not, mm-hmm. we have not beaten a team that's over 500 one time. That's not good. That's not a good and that's thing. A, that's not good, guys. I mean, we, yep. we used to back all day and say our team's amazing. Well, we haven't proven it. Yep, not at all. Remember not what all. But, uh, Max said at the beginning of the season? We're a paper team. Again, we could argue all day about injuries and everything that's happened with us this season, all the adversity we dealt with. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We still got to go out and prove it. So, for sure. For sure. Yep. And we'll, we'll see how that goes. You know, and actually just going back to that question, what if Kingsbury ends up getting fired? And it's interesting. I'd love to have it. When we were actually, and I remember chatting with people in Arizona, though, about it. And they said the thing about him is that he is a little predictable, though, too. So that's a little scary, too. So there is kind of that side that you're not sure about if we would really even benefit even having him, though. I mean, I know Andy's saying that he likes him and everything, but talking with Cardinals fans out there, they were saying the same thing, too, almost to a weird extent, extent, basically being like a Joe Lombardi. Now, once again, head coach versus offensive coordinator, different type of positions different things you have to manage. You yep. can have a clearer mind about yep. focusing on one side of the yep. ball, not all sides of the ball. So who knows? Who knows? Well, and, and, and uh, this is great. I actually, I, I had not thought about Pep. Pep would be great because yep. he does know Herbert. And, and again, guys, it, <laughs> see, to me, to me, my frustration is the argument is not that difficult to make a team different moving forward, right? My first job, let's say, let's say hypothetically, the Chargers call me up. Hey, Andrew, you want to be head coach or, or offensive coordinator? Hell yeah, let's do it. Get done. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. But you know what I would do? I would sit down. I'd say, Justin, I want you to go through the entire playbook. Why don't you pick your top 100 plays and give me a, just a little blurb as to why you like those plays? Yep. Okay. And then I would build an offense around that. Very yep. simple. Very simple start. And then you could weave more things into that, right? Okay, why do you like this? Why do you like that? Why do you like this? Why do you like that? Why do you like this? Why do you like that? I like this because this guy's open all the time. I like this because this guy's this and that, okay? My point is, again, I just feel like Lombardi consistently thinks, uh, I'm going to continue doing the same thing over and over again, and it's going to work. It's That's the definition of insanity, boys, right? Is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So. Someone like a Pep Hamilton, again, I, I, I like Staley as our head coach. I like him as our head coach. But I do not like the way we're running the offense because we're not using Herbert correctly, in my opinion. So 100%. 100%, man. 100%. Um, the thing about it is with Pep, though, is that Pep, I mean, mind you, once again, Texans are a different team than the Chargers, by the way. Uh, different talent pool completely. Um, 100%. 100%. Pep, Pep is the offensive coordinator of the Texans, and they're the fifth worst offense in the league. And so – Mind you, if you have a guy like a generational talent like, you know, Justin Herbert, you got basically Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, you got, you know, uh, Josh Palmer, you got Eckler, you got these guys out there that are studs. Um, you have a lot more talent that actually can execute. And so yep. all around, I, I it would be it probably would be an upgrade. But at the same side, if you look at based upon where he's at, I mean, he's just in a bad team, bottom line. <laughs> and we know where they're at and they're going to yep. get the number one pick this this draft for sure. Like there's no big time no doubt about that. So. You know, the one thing I will say about Cliff Kingsbury specifically, um, uh, I like offenses that have motion and have misdirection. Cliff Kingsbury does a very good job of that in, in what he does. Um, and I've always believed specifically that uh, Kyler Murray is not a great quarterback in the league. He's not great. I think he's good. He's very good at running because he thinks he's the best guy on the field, which, you know, arguably he's a good athlete. But at the end of the day, he, yeah. he walks around acting like he's like the best guy in the world. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think he's that good. I think he's OK. Um, but Cliff Kingsbury does a very good job of getting people or scheming people open. That's my point. So in that regard, I like him as an offensive coordinator because I do think he's much better at that. Um and in scheming run plays and scheming different ways of making things happen. Right. And, but here's the thing um, they have to scheme up with the run offense. You're right. But the problem is, is let's say, let's say we start doing play action. Well, the running game has to actually score some yardage for the play action to really work in the passing game. Right. Yeah. So again, we keep talking about movement. Why not move the pocket? Herbert's great in the rollout. Right. This is my point, right? Like, I feel like we're not using Herbert correctly yep. in any way, shape, or form. We're just using him 
in the same base offense, and it's it's a problem. We we've beaten that like yep. a dead horse. But again, sure. you you need you need an offensive coordinator that's going to stop thinking Madden like and start yep. saying, okay, how are we going to make this guy better? Right. That's my point. So. Yep. I agree. I mean, it's interesting how people are kind of bringing it up like Dan Quinn, you know, Vic Fangio has been one that I've said for a very, very long time that Fangio is essentially what Brandon Staley's system is. He learned it at, back at Denver. Um, dude, it would be phenomenal to have Vic Fangio in his hiked up pants on the sideline. That guy's pants are above <laughs> his belly button there, dude. He, he's way up there, dude. He's way up there. You're like, whoa, bro. Man, a wedge up, dude. Lower those things a little bit, man. Dang, that's like way up the belly button there. But you waiting for a flood? What's the situation? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's he's a stud as a defensive-minded guy. And I, I think it would be interesting to be able to see him. I always thought he would be really good as an assistant head coach, defensive coordinator for this team. Um, just because then that would have two really strong minds. Um together now once again that would be kind of a tough thing to be able to uh you know maybe have two strong willed based guys that are trying to be head coaches kind of thing it could cause a little bit of contention there but i think it'd be awesome to be able to see that i think it'd be great to be able to see that so yeah i i think i think there's a lot to be said no so there, there was a there was a comment by aether back in the day way at the beginning of the thread i'm, I'm gonna put up here real quick yeah. it's probably about haley her first thought was the charge took a lunch break in the sun and uh, third quarter season <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, and, and that and that's true, right? That's exactly how we yeah. played the, the Raiders, man. It was it was frustrating. But oh my god, Haley, give me a call. You know what I mean? I'll take you out by your steak. She's probably a vegetarian, is what I would imagine, but uh but hit me up, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We'll make magic. Uh... We'll make magic. It is what it is, babe. Let's go. <laughs> this dude, this dude. Yeah, you know, it's uh that's been a tough thing for us. That's where we win and lost our games this season, to be honest. Last seven games, we haven't scored a touchdown in the third quarter. Hey, yep. that's not winning football at all. That's it's, not winning it's football. bad. Well, it's also not showing adjustments as a coaching staff, nope. right? Like you're seeing a certain amount of defensive play calls. Why not say, okay, we're seeing cover three 80% of the time. Great. Okay. Well, what beats cover three? Let's put those plays in, into play, right? Yep we're not doing you that right and that that's the part that i get really frustrated with so let's see this last comment and guys g give us your last thoughts we're going to wrap up here pretty soon Staley's terrible ramps off the run without an ad you know like we could all talk about personnel um again we've had a lot of problems how many defensive linemen have we lost this season Ugh. i mean dear god well and I mean, even to say passion even having a, having a knee sprain too right now too and it's like goodness gracious like we'd have a complete practice squad based like defensive line. I mean, it's tough to be able to watch that. And I mean, it's our defensive line is just beat, beat to all hell. Pretty much. It's tough, man. Ugh. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to run all over us in Miami. Yep. I mean, I'm a little bit stressed out about that thought, you know, um, I, uh, anyways, yeah. there's a lot to discuss we'll, there. Herbert. We'll chat about and, and that Zach, Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and Zach, this is exactly right. Herbert can make every throw. And by the way, he has made our offensive line look amazing as well, too, right? Because he does a good job of moving up the pocket, staying clean, and, and just shifting around just enough to, to avoid that. But, again, my argument is that, bottom line, we're doing a bad job of scheming players open, right? And, again, it that takes pressure off of Justin Herbert. He doesn't have to make every damn play because right now no. he has to make every damn play. Yep. Or, 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 or at least the wide receiver has to make every damn play. See, yep. again, again, so, and maybe this should be my wrap up thoughts. Um, because I was thinking a lot about this today. Um, and I was going back and forth about the, the way that we've been coaching or the general philosophies of the Chargers specifically. Um, that Brandon Staley is all about matchups and saying, I'm going to beat the guy in front of me. Right, he does that defensively. He does that also offensively because that's really what Lombardi is doing. The way he draws up his plays is, my guy's going to beat your guy. Yep. Right. The problem is that doesn't really work in the NFL, no. especially with the amount of injuries we've had with our team. Yep. Because we're not playing with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. We're not playing. Yep. We're playing with Mike Bandy. We're playing with DeAndre Carter. We're playing with Josh Palmer, who arguably has become an extremely amazing wide receiver. Good. Very but good. The problem is he's still not going to get open all the time, especially when they're double teaming them. Palmer and Allen 
were double teamed the entire time against the Raiders, almost the entire time. And so you're asking a lot for Herbert to get them the ball when they're double teamed. And secondarily, you're asking a lot for the wide receivers to be open when they're getting double teamed. Again, it comes to scheming. You can scheme people open. You can. You can do that in the NFL, but we're not doing it. That's my argument. Right? I agree. So, I agree. Anyways. That's that we need to be inventive all around. So, and, and yep. we're not doing it to help anybody else get open and make this offense look a little bit better. You know, I, this is yep. the last little thought here that we're going to go with, with Aether's stop thoughts. And actually going along with GM, I'm going to do a video about Tom Telesco actually um, next week. And we'll just kind of chat with him. Now he's in the target. Now we got him in the scope there. Um, but yep. if the Chargers hire a new GM, will he be willing to work with state? Let's say Spanos. Uh, say this is uh, your coach. Uh, your thoughts, please. Um, this is our coach. Well, you know, so look at it like this. If you're at your job and a new manager comes in, say there's a position that opens up that's another management position somewhere or another. What are they what are they gonna do? Probably not hire the guys that are in the office. They're probably gonna hire people that are that he wants in there that he knows. So as a GM that comes in, say there's a branch manager position at your job. Well, the GM's basically going to find his guy that he wants to be in there. And he's going 100%. to probably going to bring in his guy. And so that would be the same idea. If Telesco's gone, he's going to bring in his guy for sure. Um, now I'm not going to say it's going to be this year. could be next year or whatever, if something like that was to happen. But he's always, GMs will always find their way to be able to bring in their guys. And that's how it is. So, yeah, I agree. And, and this is great. Uh, Bay, by the way, we saw this video. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yep. saw this video. And the whole time I kept thinking to myself, oh, my God. I, guys, yep. there is yeah. a litany of information out there. Everyone knows that Lombardi's a piece of shit. He's not a good offensive coordinator, no. right? And, Terrible. look, I get that he's the guy, but I think he's the guy in the wrong way. And the point is in the NFL, teams know how to scheme us indefinitely they know what to do to beat us because we're running again base offense base defense and that that pff video in fact i think i may have okay. put that in the link below james when this is over put that in the yep. link below so we, we can see those i've been trying to post videos on some of our our threads on youtube as well too guys just so you know um little videos that you guys should look at that just you know kind of show some of our points um but anyways there's a lot of content out there just showing you how remedial um <laughs> how yeah. remedial all yeah. of our plays are guys i mean oh my god yep. uh boy it, oof. yeah and i'll chat about that actually in the video with telesco and everything too so yeah. um that's a good one yeah that, we should talk more about that maybe we could also talk about it a little bit more next week um on yep. our live guys every friday james and i are going to try and go live at this exact same time as well too because it works well for our schedule. It doesn't work for Kyle. Just so you guys know, Kyle works in an office and, and James and I work at home. So we can take the time off. So it works pretty well. Yep, um, for sure. But yeah, uh, Nick, good to see you guys. Good to see you, Nick. Oh, oh yep. I, I hit the wrong button. There we go. Good to see you, Nick. What's up, Nick? And um, yeah, but, but I think bottom line, guys, right? I could, look, on a positive note, we're still in it. Okay, we're still in it. Okay. Still in it. Um, but we need we need to step up these next two games. These are our two playoff games right here. If we don't at least split, we got to split at least. We got to yep. split at least. If we don't split, it's then it's tough. it's a wrap, guys. Yep. It's, it's it'll tough. be a wrap at that point. We'll we'll be a few games back, and it, it'll be tough. So yep. that's my final sure. thoughts. Yep, final thoughts. Hey, we'll we'll, we'll do a pregame tomorrow, um, and we'll chat about what our notes are strategies for the dolphins and everything too. But we always appreciate you guys jumping on here, like subscribe, sub to the channel and everything guys. We're, uh, we're excited to be able to uh, keep chatting about Chargers football and uh, you know, keep the faith guys. I mean, a lot of people are already saying we're not going to be able to, uh, you know, win against the dolphins. You know, I think there's a good chance they might be laying a lot on the line on this game. And I think a lot of fourth and Staley might be coming around here too. So big time. Uh, I have to at this point. And so, um, but looking forward to it guys, you know, always, always appreciate you guys jumping in here and having a conversation with us on this Friday. Appreciate the times you guys watched our video and everything too, liking and subscribing to us. We love it guys. And we love chatting with you guys all around. So, yeah. And what, and one other thought too, guys, we are really trying to get to a thousand subscribers. Yep. And the reason why 
is we want to go to a new platform for merch. We keep we have these merch ideas, but these merch ideas really won't work unless we get to a thousand subscribers. Yeah. We want to move to Teespring. Teespring gives us more options. So please share our channel with other people. You know, even if you just throw posts out there, hey, these guys are great. Listen to them, like and sub. That helps us. And again, we're we're not making money doing this. Um, it's yeah. something we enjoy doing and just engaging with the community. But you know, we want to try and add a few more things to the merch um, room. So you yep. guys can have some cool stuff. We got some ideas. So, anyways, family trust and spec. We love you guys. Thank All you day. so much for for being part of our uh, you know circle. We really appreciate yep. it. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, do you want me to press the button or you want to press the button this time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, once you, <laughs> once you press the button, once you press, I'll let you take control. I'll let you take control. All right, I'll hit the outro here, guys. All right, Bolt Bros, we out, guys. See you, guys. Peace. See you. <laughs>